Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 non-stop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. This is A's All Night. Laureano has hit it out again. A's baseball just for you. Here is A's All Night. I'm Alex Jensen, and it's time for A's All Night. The Green and Gold started their series on the south side off on a winning note on Friday, shutting out the White Sox 7-0 in the opener of a three-game set. Oakland got it going right away in the first inning, as Matt Chapman, sporting a new haircut, broke out of a 2-for-47 slump by getting the A's on top early. And now the 1-2, and Chapman lines it down the left field line in the corner. That's going to get down and get out of the ballpark. Wow, a line shot. Matt Chapman breaks out of the slump in a big way with a laser to left. And the A's take a 1-0 lead. Matt Chapman's last three hits, all home runs. It's the first time he's ever had an at-bat at Comiskey Park. That's a good one. Everything's all downhill now. <laughs> Chapman, who had two hits on the day, takes us through the at-bat. And ace skipper Bob Melvin and utility man Chad Pinder weigh in on their all-star third baseman breaking out. Well, yeah, I got down 0-2 and um, been there probably too much a little bit lately. And then I was like, well, just trying to, you know, see something up, hit a ball hard. And was luckily able to, you know, get that one out and get us on the board early, which was nice. Felt good to help the team out. You know, all it takes for a guy like him is a good game you just keep grinding on it a little bit the farther it goes along and like I said the two hits that he had gotten were pretty pretty big ones for us but you know to hit a ball what, like 120 miles an hour or something like that it seemed and then then gets a blue pit or a roller which which kind of adds to taking some of the pressure off so I think we're good with him I mean Matt's the same guy he rarely shows frustration nobody's doubted him for a second so I mean obviously it's good to, to get that off your back but even before that he's had some big like that big homer against um the Brewers, I mean, always consistent on defense, so no one's worried about Matt. As for the new hairdo, Chapman, his clubhouse barber Chad Pinder, and A's starter Mike Fires give their thoughts. I'm just going to say it was a, it was a kind of a win-win. Changed the look, and also my hair was getting annoying. It was pretty curly and outrageous, so it was, and I was hoping there was hits in it. Well, it just started with, he said, you want to do the honors, you want to do the first strip down the middle and then I just ended up shaving the whole thing for him. Obviously, you know, say he wanted to mix things up and good things happen today, but same guys, same player. It is always nice to have something mix up and, and it pay off, so 
good to see him have some hits today. Huge day for him, and uh, you know it's a different look for him, but you know we love it. No matter what you got to do to get going, and you know little things like that throughout the season, you know us you know, ball players that you know we kind of feed off of, you know little things like that keep you going. The A's were not done scoring early with Chapman's blast. Stephen Piscotty let off the second against White Sox starter Ross Detweiler and played a little long ball of his own. Detweiler now, and Piscotty drills one to left way back. Jimenez will turn and watch it fly, and it's 2-0 Athletics. And no doubt, well back in the seats in left field for Piscotty in his 11th home run, and it's 2-0 A's in the second. Meanwhile, Mike Fires made the two-run lead stand up for the green and gold, getting through the sixth and seventh innings with two of his eight strikeouts. Here's the 1-2 pitch, and McCann goes after a bad ball in the dirt, and he strikes out and Fires works out of it, and he's blanked the White Sox on three hits through six innings. His bullpen is quiet. Here's the 1-2. Check swing. He went around on the appeal. The answer is yes. And seven strong shutout frames for Mike Fires as he continues to be the most consistent pitcher in the league for a long time. The seventh would end the day for Fires, who was dominant, firing seven shutout innings, giving up just three hits and notching his 11th win of the season. Bob Melvin and Fires on the righty start. I think everything was working today. You know, he's spotting his fastball. He was throwing it on the corner and down when he needed to. He was elevated when he needed to. Good curveball, good slider, good changeup, everything. So it's one of those games where you look up after seven innings and he's got no walks and eight strikeouts. It means he's, he's located pretty well. The guy in scoring position and makes great pitches. I mean, he was going out for the eighth regardless in a two-nothing game. And you know, once it got a little lengthy and we opened it up, we got some of the other guys some work who haven't pitched in a while. But uh, he he deserved to be able to go out there for the eighth. Yeah, just being aggressive. I know they're going to be swinging. You know, some big dudes over there that can leave the park at any moment. But just trying to keep it on the edges, uh, up and down, out in, and. Just keep them off balance. Just try to keep them uh, unpredictable. And um, like I said, I want to use my defense behind me. Uh, so just making pitches and trying to get up the field as quick as possible. Fires' start on Friday was the 19th in a row in which he has given up three runs or less and also lowered his ERA. The righty explains what has motivated him during this stretch, and Melvin weighs in on the Fires' run, noting how he's improved his ERA since April. I think just knowing what we could have done last year and um, you know knowing where we need to go, and I need to lead this team in the right way. And um, you know I didn't start off very hot. I was definitely very inconsistent and. You know, I just wanted to change that for these guys, and um, you know, I want to just do my part every fifth day. Yeah, and it was significant for a while. It was up there, and to be able to do that and pitch as consistently as he has, I mean, I, I, it's hard to think back and you know, try to remember a run like this really for anybody. So yeah, he just continues to, to throw well, and you know, today was one of his better games, actually. You know what? I think he just gained a lot of confidence. He enjoys pitching for this team. He enjoys pitching for the for the guys that are playing behind him. And, you know, after getting off to a slow start, to be able to, to continue to pitch the same, it seems like every time out, just I think the confidence just adds every time he goes out there. And I think he, at this point in time of his career, he's probably pitching as well as he ever has. Still leading 2 nothing, the A's would blow it open in the top of the eighth. After Mark Canna walked to lead off the inning, Chad Pinder came to the plate and with one swing doubled the A's lead. And now Pinder, it's a deep drive, left center field. Cordell going back, he'll turn and watch, and Pinder has hit it out. And there's your cushion, Ray. And the A's take a 4-0 lead. And Chad Pinder drills it up in the seats 
in left center field over 400 feet. The A's utility man on his approach in the at-bat, and Melvin gives his thoughts on Pinder as a player. I know he likes his cutter, um, trying to get something out over the plate that I could honestly shoot the other way. That's what I was trying to do, and I was able to put a good swing on a pitch. It's tough when we have a stretch of four or five games and he doesn't get to play and we don't get a lefty matchup for him in the middle of the game. Um, so yeah, when he when he gets to play and get, get consistent at bats, he's a very productive guy and plays such a good outfield too. I mean, you look at all the stat cast numbers with jumps and so forth, he's as good as anybody we have. So it's nice to be able to get him some time and I really do believe he got some consistent time against righties, he would be productive as well. But the green and gold did not stop there. A walk and a single followed the Pinder Blast, and that brought up Jerickson Profar, who got the A's another. Profar, and Profar hits it down the right field line, blooping its way down the line with some spin for a hit, rolls into foul territory. Davis has scored. Piscotti goes to third, and Profar dunks a double down the right field line, and the A's have a 5-0 lead. The next hitter was Dustin Garneau, and he followed with a crowning blow of the inning, just about putting this one on ice. It's a shot and Farron on the left field line in the corner. One run is in. Profar is around third to score. Garneau goes to second with a double and the A's take a 7-0 lead. And it's a five-run top of the eighth. On to the ninth with Joaquin Soria on for Oakland, and the veteran shut the door on his former club, getting this series off on the right foot for the A's. And Jay, it's a chopper to the right side. Charging up with it is Profar, and he's going to tag the runner in the baseline. That's how the game ends. He tags McCann between first and second, and this ball game is over, and the A's begin the series on a winning note against the White Sox in a big way. A combined shutout for Fires and Diekman and Soria. Three home runs and a 7-0 win for the A's over the White Sox. Friday's win was also the 700th in an A's uniform for the manager, Bob Melvin, who afterward commented on the milestone, as did Matt Chapman. Yeah, I, I, someone mentioned that to me today before the game. I had no idea. It, it feels like it's been a short period of time, and it feels like it's been forever. So <laughs> all in the same, but uh, no, I appreciate that. It's just one more than whatever game was before. Pretty it's awesome. I mean, the, not too many guys have 700 wins ever, and to do it with one team. Uh, and he's been around for a while. He's a great manager, and I'm just happy to pitch in on some of those wins. So the A's are back to 16 games over the 500 mark at 66 and 50, and the green and gold will go for the series win on Saturday as righty Tanner Roark makes his second start in an A's uniform in Game Two of this three-game set. Chris Townsend gets your pregame coverage started at 3:05 p.m. with A's total access, followed by first pitch at 4:10 along the Oakland A's radio network. Thanks for listening. I'm Alex Jen. And this is A's All Night. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 